share the attention. But spin detection and fact-checking is not that valuable if you're talking about the wrong issue. I mean, what's clear in this campaign is that we're letting the politicians decide what issues are being discussed. And that's much to the light of the public sector unions, subsidized businesses, everyone else on the receiving end of your tax dollars. After all, if they can get you asking the wrong questions, who cares about the answers? And the status quo doesn't have to worry about any of the answers so far. Why? Because none of the questions threaten the status quo. We're being offered a choice between the conservatives, who are status quo light, and the two main opposition parties, who are status quo plus. I want to be clear, I'm critical of both the media and the public because we have our collective heads so deep up the butt of the establishment that no one questions the size and scope of government. The context for our debate is that rising government spending is always a good thing. The only debate is by how much. I mean, come on, think of the headline stories we've been dealing with. The Senate spending scandal, the revelations in dozens of Auditor General's report over a couple of decades, or the outrageous salaries on some Native reserves. I mean, think about it. It's incredible that efficiency in spending also hasn't been a campaign issue. Not a word about the fact that the NDP liberals and conservatives have worked tirelessly to prevent their, their own expenses being audited by successive Auditor Generals. No one's questioning the increasing gap between public and private sector benefits, especially pensions. And, of course, the salary issue, too. But how big should that divide be? No talk of the massive unfunded liabilities that taxpayers, who can't save for their own retirement, are now on the hook for the public sector pension shortfall. But no talk about that. No talk about the impact on government finances of an aging population. Why? Because it would threaten the status quo. We can't afford what we've already promised in health care and pensions, so what the heck would we be talking about with more and new programs? My point is that the status quo is not being challenged. It's like it's out of bounds. Here's what they don't want you talking about. Canada has evolved into a two-tiered system. The government aristocracy is comprised of insiders, bureaucrats, public sector elites. You want proof? Look at their pension plans. Look at their extended medical service plans. Look at their use of private clinics. If you want to ruin your day, look at the outrageous severance agreement for public sector workers that literally quit voluntarily and still could collect severance. Check their sick, care, uh, sick day benefits and compare that with yourself. All of that's out of reach for the rest of us, especially small business owners, workers, self-employed, yet no one's asking. How big are we going to let that divide grow? And you can bet there are politicians who are thrilled that no one's asking the question. I'm going to take a break. I'll come back. Mike, Mike Levy, top three stories. Plus, I've got Mike's big idea, Martin Armstrong coming, all of that on Money Talks. Coming up, my big idea of the week for investments, plus Martin Armstrong, top of the hour. If there's one guy I was going to talk to about economics and finance, it would be Marty Armstrong. Joining me now, I've got Michael Levy, top three stories that smart people are talking about. Mike, what's number three? Well, number three today, Mike, and it would be number one, but it's been on the top of the news since last Sunday evening. So I've relegated it to number three only because we've heard so much about it, but that's Volkswagen Marquee may be destined for the scrap heap. Uh, scrap heap. Uh, Volkswagen, boy, they've got themselves in more trouble than one could ever imagine. 
Yeah, of course, the emission scandal with the diesel, et cetera, has been a monster problem, especially for their brand, as you say, Mike. I mean, this is such an important company for Europe, for Germany, and, man, it just remains to be seen how this one's going to play out. Well, it does, Mike, and there are two things. One, anecdotal. It's said in politics or uh, any big, huge news story, if it makes the headlines for 10 days, then it's going to go from day 11 on, and you've got yourself huge problems. Another friend of mine says all it needs is three days in the headlines in page one, and you've got a problem. Well, Volkswagen's going to be on page one for a lot longer than 10 days, and the problems are monumental. And, Mike, it just brings back memories of BP and uh, their huge, huge disaster uh, in the Gulf of the Deepwater Horizon. And I've got to say that BP is still paying for this, and it's into the tens of billions of dollars. So who knows where this is going to end up with Volkswagen. What's the number two story? Well, here's a twist, Mike. According to Nomura Securities, and that is no small institution. This is one of the world's largest financial institutions. And they say now it's time to buy the Canadian dollar. Absolutely against what uh, conventional wisdom Every other analyst that I'm reading, every other forecaster is saying the Canadian dollar is heading to 70 cents or lower. And here we've got Nomura Securities saying, buy it now. They're underestimating Canada's growth, and they're looking for 78 cents on the dollar this fall. Well, uh, you know, again, a fairly short-term kind of discussion there, or, or rather horizon for them there at 78 cents. Uh, doesn't mean to me that the, the overall decline is over, but as you say, a very interesting counter-trend prediction coming from a very significant financial organization. Absolutely, Mike. And the thing is, you've got to listen to everybody. What we seem and tend to do sometimes is listen to what we want to hear. And Nomura, all they're doing is just piquing your interest a little bit of maybe there's an alternative to conventional wisdom. Yeah, good stuff on that. What's the number one story? Uh, I, I, this is the number one story to me, even with Volkswagen. U.S. Treasury yields at zero highlight concerns over risk. Mike, a $15 billion sale of U.S. government debt. This is U.S. government debt had record demand, and the yield on the debt for 30 days was 0%. Yeah, this is part of the new reality that uh, really showed its head in the fall of 2008. When, and this is one of the things, by the way, that the gold kind of bugs or people who love gold have got completely wrong. When there's trouble in the world, money has not gone to gold. It has clearly gone to treasury bills. That's the popular thing. And you're quite, you know, the thing that's interesting in what you're saying, Mike, it's the old, hey, people aren't worried about the return on their money. They're worried about the return of their money. Absolutely. And this really points out in such an emphatic way, Mike, the depth of uncertainty about global economic conditions. And as you say, investors desire just to park cash when they know it will be available tomorrow. And I think that's the most important aspect is the level of uncertainty has huge investors worried. So they're parking their money at zero percent just so they know they're going to get it back 30 days from now. Yeah, and just another, this is one of the things I love for people to get the context. You know, as you know, Mike, I'm always railing against people who pretend it's business as usual. There is nothing business as usual about this. This requires a new set of eyes for what's going on in the world, new types of policies. But, man, that seems to be very difficult for people to, uh, to achieve. 
And yet, here's yet another slap in the face in that direction. Zero yield. Gee, just give me nothing. I'm your guy. I'm your guy, and it's the United States that's offering it. You go into Europe, and some of the Euro company uh, countries are doing exactly the same thing, except it's negative interest yeah. rates. You get back a little less than what you put in, but you're going to basically get back your money. And as you said, I'm saying there's a new reality of uncertainty out there, Mike. Good stuff, Mike, as always. As I say, I'm going to go, what a great deal. I borrow money at zero. I wish I was a government. Thanks, Michael. See ya. Martin Armstrong coming up. Also, just in a moment, I'm coming with my big idea of the week. Stay with us right here on the Chorus Radio Network. Uh, This is a big one, though. We saw the Federal Reserve hold rates steady about a week ago. We're still in a very low interest rate environment, which has people running around saying, how can I improve my yield? Well, that's what I'm talking about right now. I'm bringing on Jason Ayers, uh, co-founder of LearnToTradeGlobalAndOptionSource.net. Jason, thanks for taking time with me. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Now, this is something that's dear to my heart. I've used this this kind of strategy a ton is to sell options. If I'm acquiring stock, maybe I sell puts. But in this case, we're going to talk about sort of juicing the yield you get on your you know, portfolio or on an individual stock by selling calls. Can you kind of give me an idea on this? Uh, absolutely. You know, the easiest way that I uh, typically explain it to people is, Look at it uh, from a um, owning a uh, an income real estate property. So you know most people are familiar with the idea of finding a good house with a solid foundation, and then subsequently looking for it to appreciate over an extended period of time. But they take it to the next level by renting it out, and so on a month to month basis, there's cash flow being generated on the property while they're waiting for it to appreciate appreciate over the longer time frame. And so that's how I view the covered call strategy. You know, most people are willing to hold stocks for extended periods of time because they believe in the company, they believe believe in the sector, but they just essentially sit back and perhaps they catch a dividend. But as you mentioned in today's, you know, world where enhanced yield and cash flow is near and dear to most people's hearts, adding that covered call strategy is just an absolutely phenomenal way to, uh, you know, to bring cash flow in, offset volatility, lower the cost basis of the stock, and just, uh, yeah, just an absolutely great strategy. You can tell I'm passionate about it, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I'm the same way. I did a big option seminar, actually, for Money Talks People a few years ago, because I think you absolutely must have this in your arsenal, especially yeah. in a low-interest-rate environment. And I might add, by the way, uh, I talked to the people at Disnet to put on, you know, help me put on today a options, an option, uh, just on this thing, this idea of covered call writing, if that's a bit confusing, we're doing a webinar right after this show, and it's free. And I'll give you the details how to get on to that, but I just want you to, you know, take an extra few minutes, take 20 minutes, and you can get more on this. We've got Patrick uh, uh, Suresna. I always Suresna. I always have trouble yeah. with Patrick's last name. Big Pat! Uh, chief strategist, by the way, to learn to trade global. And uh, that's what he's going to be talking about. So you get a chance to do more of this. Um, Jason, can you give me just an example? That might help clarify for people what we're talking about. All right. So, so again, this is sort of one of my, my personal uh, uh, favorites, I guess, if you will, at this point. I know a lot of people have been uh, discouraged by the, uh, the mining sector. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there's people uh, on, on, online right now that are kind of cringing. But I look right now at, let's say, a company like Goldcorp. And, you know, uh, down at historical lows, um, it was in and around $18 yesterday, trading within a $15 to $18 range, seems to be, you know, finding some support. So I step back and I say, okay, um, 
you know, maybe it's time to look at adding a little bit more uh, on the mining uh, side of things in, into my portfolio. So I can buy that stock and I can sit back and I can watch the price chop about on a day-to-day basis because we know that's what it has been doing um, and, and just, you know, wait for it to appreciate. Or what I can do is I could, let's say, go out to January and I could sell a $20 call option. Now, what that does is it obligates me to sell the stock at 20 right? So as the stock appreciates in value, I've now created an obligation, but I get paid for that obligation. And so yesterday, that $20 uh, call option was paying $1.25. So I step back and I say, okay, if the shares reach $20 by January, well, that's about 11% gain on the stock. But I can also generate an additional 7% by selling that call option. So I can sit back and say, you know what? In January, am I comfortable selling that position for 17%? I think most people would be satisfied with that return. So I can Especially over just a few months. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a pretty compelling opportunity. But on the other side of it, if the stock is not trading above 20, I still get to keep the premium. So what's that done? The stock has done nothing, but I've actually kept $1.25 per share. Now, in good times, that's cash flow, that's enhanced yield. In bad times, that's lowering my cost basis and offsetting some of that crazy volatility that we've been seeing in this sector. So this isn't necessarily a short-term trade, but it's a way to take a bigger-picture stance and get essentially paid to wait for the stock to, to do what you anticipate it's, it's going to do. Now, a lot of numbers coming at them. This is why I wanted to do the webinar right away uh, after the show. And all, all you have to do, by the way, go sign up. It's free if you're a Money Talks guy. I'm not speaking for anybody else. You've got to be a Money Talks guy. Just go to moneytalks.net, and you can see where to register right there. Uh, and you, But we only got a room for a couple hundred Money Talks people, so go click on. It starts right at... Uh, Five minutes past the hour, wherever you're listening from. For us, it's five minutes past uh, 11 in Calgary and Edmonton, five minutes past uh, you know, 10 if you're listening uh, in Vancouver, Victoria, et cetera, et cetera. But here's yeah. the thing. So he's talking about buying a quality stock. Then you decide, okay, I'm going to give somebody the right to buy that stock for me to a specific date. Jason just uh, is just talking right now about Gold Corp. Buy it at 18 Give someone the right to take it from you at twenty bucks. You get paid a dollar twenty-three for that. If it happens and the stock goes above twenty, they take the stock. You're making seventeen, eighteen percent on that. If it doesn't, you still keep that dollar twenty-three. That's why I like it. It's a yield play. And uh, Jason, I, I think I think it's a great thing. That's why it's my big idea. I'd love to see people at least become. You have to become aware of this. You need this in your arsenal today. What I'd love to add to that is that it is permissible in your RRSP, in your TFSA, any registered portfolio, you can actually apply this strategy, and a lot of people don't realize that. So when you think about, you know, the the, the baby boomer demographic, you know, really looking to generate cash flow, enhanced yields, uh, you know, looking for dividends, think about this as kind of three-dimensional investing. You've got stock upside, you've got dividends, plus you've got the covered call premium. It's 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 fantastic, especially yeah. for your registered accounts and your income-based portfolios. It's it's a phenomenal. Okay, let me strategy. just. Uh, we just got run out of time, but I, so first of all, Jason, thank you for taking the time, and I want people to go to MoneyTalks.net, check it out. It's free, but it's coming right after five minutes past the top of the hour when we're done. Right after the Goofy Award, uh, you're going to hear Patrick uh, Sarizna, uh, Chief Strategist for Loan Detroit Global, talk all about this. Back in a moment with Martin Armstrong. Stay with us. 